This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This podcast provides tips, tools, and inspiring stories for creating clarity around your calling, opening your heart to infinite possibilities, and enabling you to have the greatest impact on the world. I'm Julian Crossenhill, a certified spiritual life coach, meditation teacher, human design specialist, and founder of Pre-Survenana. And most recently, I've joined the faculty at Starseed Academy Coach Training. It's my mission to teach and guide others in living a spiritually aligned life that answers their unique calling. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to the episode. So today, I'm going to be talking about money. And I'm going to be talking about money because it's definitely a subject that a lot of people are struggling with. And they're struggling for a number of different reasons. I know that there's a lot about the law of attraction and attracting money and manifesting money. And I also hear from people that they're doing all of that and it doesn't seem to be working for them. It's just not really working. So I want to get sort of underneath that a little bit and really explore a few things. I want to explore some false beliefs around money that really block that flow of energy into our lives. And I want to talk about the energy of money and really get underneath this idea of manifesting and the law of attraction and how we create money and abundance in our lives. So to start with, I want to sort of talk a little bit about, I want to frame this whole conversation in the context of some myths around money And the myths in particular I want to talk about are the myths of scarcity. So I'm drawing here from a book called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. And Lynn was a fundraiser for The Hunger Project and traveled all over the world raising money to end world hunger and also helping different villages and cities and, and groups of people around the world find self-sufficient means to solve problems like access to food, access to water, these kinds of really burning issues that are exist so much in the world today. So in her book, Lynn talks about scarcity and the myth of scarcity. And in particular, she talks about the three main myths of scarcity. So the first myth is there's never enough. And the idea of that one is that, you know, there's not enough in the world. If I have more, that means somebody else has to have less. And so I find that this is a belief that people really hold and that they don't even realize they hold this belief. This is a very much a limiting belief. This idea that if there's all these rich people in the world, it means that I can't have anything because they, they've taken it all, right? So, you know, the, this, this myth is really an important belief that we need to overcome, this idea that there's not enough. The world is a very abundant place and our planet is capable of feeding everyone on the planet. So the other part, the other myth, the second myth of scarcity is that more is better. So this is kind of the idea that if, if there's never enough, it's better to collect a bunch. And that way you'll make sure that you always have enough because there's not enough to begin with. So you hoard up as much as you can get, more is better. So 
this idea, this is kind of the false belief that leads to a couple of things. It leads to hoarding, which, you know, if you've ever watched Hoarders, you've seen just how it doesn't really make sense sometimes. But this false belief that there's never enough and that more is better is underneath that. And then you also see some of the billionaires that we have today that just continue to collect more and more money, more than they could ever spend or use in a lifetime. And this also is driven by this false belief that there's not enough and that more is better. And then the third myth of scarcity is that that's just the way it is. Okay, so let me really get into that one for a minute because that one is a pet peeve of mine. There's nothing I hate more than hearing that's just the way it is or nothing can be done. And if you listen to my last episode, you know that I believe very strongly that each individual not only is capable of creating change, but responsible for creating change. Each of us has our unique calling. And when we step into that energy of our calling, when we claim our calling, we become a powerful change catalyst that accelerates change all around us and creates that change in the world. So that's just the way it is, is not something that I ever like to hear. And so I just want to burst that bubble right now. That is not the way it is. We can change it. All right, so let's start to talk about money more on an energetic level, because this is really, I think, where, you know, these false beliefs around scarcity are a big piece. But then beneath that, there's also a lot of the energetics of how money operates that I think causes people some problems. So first of all, let's just agree that money isn't real. Okay, money is an illusion. And what I mean by that is we invented money as a proxy for other objects of value, gold, typically. But since then, we have departed from that. Money is no longer associated with any particular value or valuable thing. You can't take your dollar and go say, I want a do- my dollar's worth of gold, because there's not there's more money circulating than there is gold. And so money is more of an energetic proxy for our, our abundance, but it's just a proxy. It's not a measure. So more money doesn't mean you're more abundant because abundance include, includes a lot more than money. Abundance includes having time to spend with your loved ones, being joyful, living a full, satisfying life. And we see often that the more money there is, the less abundant people are. So remember that, first of all, money is a proxy for abundance, and it's not a direct correlation. Secondly, money is just an energy. It's the, it's an, it's the energy of our, the value that we're providing in the world, not our worth. Let's not get that confused because this is a false belief that really people struggle with in money. So let me kind of talk a little bit about that because there's a tremendous, I would almost say pandemic of low self-worth in the world today. More and more people struggle with feeling worthy. And I see this a lot with solopreneurs and pricing. And I see it with artists and pricing. You know, what is this thing worth the price that I'm charging? Well, they don't mean, is this thing worth the price I'm charging? Because they're not talking about, is this providing value to the person buying it? 
because that's really how we should set pricing is what's a, what's the value of it to the person purchasing it? What's the value that my service is giving to this person? But that's not what we say. We say, is this thing worth it? And what we really mean when we ask if something is worth the price we're charging is, am I worthy to receive that amount of energy for this thing that I've created or this service that I've provided? And so when we have these false beliefs around our own worthiness to receive, it creates blockages in our money. So it's very important that we sort of address some of these gaps in our self-worth if we want money to flow in our life. So getting back to money being energy. So money is energy and it's a measure of this energy of value. And as energy, it flows. And so one of the things that we need to remember is that energy is flowing, th the energy flows through us in all of our lives. And we direct the energy with our intention in the way we want it to go. So there's energy flowing through us, our life force energy, and we use it to translate it into inspiration, into works of art, into creativity, into work that we do, all of these things that we tr direct this energy towards with intention. So the interesting thing is, you know, there's other energy that flows through us and we freely direct it with our intention in different directions and keep it flowing. But when money flows into our life, we want to stop up that flow and keep it. We want to start to pile it up and save it and hold on to it because we've bought into this scarcity mindset that mind, that more is better. And when we do that, when we stop that flow, we, we basically, we, we plug up the works. Now money and abundance are no longer flowing through us. We're not directing it. And so other people aren't receiving it either. So we, it's, we're really co-creating this situation with money in the world. So let me tell you how it's supposed to work optimally. Money is an energy that flows through us. And sometimes it's a little and sometimes it's a lot. And when we remove a lot of these blockages and we practice directing it with more intention, then the flow starts to increase. So what that means is that as our money is flowing into our life, you know, I often hear people say, well, you know, I, I'd love to give more to different causes that I believe in, or, you know, when I, when I make more money, I'm going to give more. When I get rich, I'm going to donate. When I, and it, so we're always looking at this future point at which we're going to direct the flow of energy with intention, because that's what we're really talking about. When we are giving and we are blessing other people with our abundance, we're directing the flow of money in our life with intention. We're keeping the energy flowing. And so what we need to shift is that belief that we have to have more in order to do that. So optimally, what we need to be doing is that in, as this money energy is flowing through us, we need to be directing it with intention. We need to be blessing other people with it. We need to keep it moving. And we do that by donating to causes that we believe in, by being generous, by sharing our abundance. And I know there's kind of a common idea about tithing and that somehow we need to give 10%. 
And let me just burst that bubble right, right, right here. There's no fixed number that you need to give. What you need to do is direct the flow of money with intention. And if you have a lot of financial commitments that you or obligations that you need to meet, and you can only direct 1% of that flow today, then direct that 1%. The problem is when we don't direct zero, when we when it's zero, when we're not keeping that flow moving. So keep that flow moving and you will find that the money continues to flow through your life and that flow will begin to increase. So the other aspect of money that I want to talk about that's related to this idea is, you know, I've already said money's illusion. It's a proxy for energy. So let's talk about time now, because this is another illusion we need to get into. And I just mentioned this scenario that we sometimes get into of I'll give when, you know, at some point down in the future. So time is also an illusion. We think of time as being linear because that's the way that we perceive it. And so, but let's really think about time. Time really only exists in the now. And the past is already done. Now we can get stuck in the past. We can spend our time living in the past, rehashing old stuff, but we really can't do anything in the past. We can't go into the past and do something. And we spend a lot of time worrying about the future and thinking about the future. And we really can't do anything from the future. We can't jump ahead and, and take action. So the only time we can actually do anything to change the past or the future is in the current moment, in the present. And in the, in the Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts, where she channels the entity known as Seth, Seth says the point of power is in the present. And he's talking about how we create our reality and we do it in the current moment. So there's a mindfulness piece here that I think people often are missing. And so when they're trying to manifest money and they're setting goals and they're, and they're visualizing this money, they're visualizing some future state. They're visualizing, you know, in a year, I'm going to have this extra money. I'm going to, my business is going to be successful and this money is really going to be flowing. And even sometimes books that we read about manifesting will say things like, okay, you want to feel like it's already happened, like feel what you're going to feel in the future when you have this money. And it gets us in that future mindset. And we need to get out of that mindset. We need to get in the now mindset. So start talking in the present tense. Start saying, you know, I have this now not i'm gonna have this i might have this we want to talk about what is currently happening what is in our present reality because it's how we create the reality that we want now we don't want to go and act irresponsibly we don't want to say i'm currently rich so i'm going to go buy this thing i can't afford you know let's use some discernment but the mentally and emotionally we need to be feeling it in the present so there's an exercise that you can do where you write a hundred things that you desire and you write them in the present tense. And, you know, this is kind of seeding the idea 
seeding the manifestation of, of these things. I did this exercise a while ago, and there was an interesting thing that happened for me, and I think there's a lesson here in how it influences money, because I really do think that we're going about manifesting money in the wrong way. Most people read the law of attraction or the secret, and they make a list of material things that they desire. I'm going to get this car and it's going to be black and it's going to be this kind and it's going to have a sunroof and they get very specific and they make these vision boards with pictures and it's all about the things and we're not here to manifest things. That's not the reality that I believe that we're designed to create. So when I set my goals and did this exercise from, from a book, what I noticed is that my goals were more about how I was being than what I had. And I think that that's the secret here to really making this work in your life. If you want to have more flow, first of all, keep that flow directed with intention. And second of all, focus on how you're being and how you're fulfilling your mission. And you will see the abundance and the resources that you need to do that will flow more naturally. So, for example, I wrote about my business and I didn't write about all the money I was making or about how much people were paying me. I wrote about the impact I was having. I was writing about my goals were saying, said things like, I, I help people really tap into their most authentic core and feel worthy and loved and special through the tens of thousands of human design readings I give. So, so let's tear that apart. Obviously, if I'm giving tens of thousands of human design readings, there's going to be some flow of money there. But I didn't talk about the money. I didn't talk about the dollars I was trying to manifest. What I talked about is how I was being. I was show how I was showing up and what the impact on the world that I was having is. I was helping people connect to their authenticity. I was helping people feel worthy and loved and special. I was doing it through human design ratings. See how in that sort of goal, in that type of manifestation, I'm focusing on my mission, on the work that I'm doing here, on the impact that I'm having on the, on the world, and the way that I'm being in doing that. And I need to talk about money because the money will flow naturally from that. And I really think that that's the key to successfully manifesting this flow of money. Okay, so let's recap because I've presented a lot of ideas here and I could go, honestly, I could do probably 20 episodes on this. So let's just sort of recap. First of all, let's talk about scarcity. The myth of scarcity is that there's never enough more is better, and it's just the way it is. So we already addressed those myths and talked about that. Money is an illusion. It's simply a proxy for energy. And if we wanna keep that energy flowing in our lives, we need to direct it and keep it moving. And we do that through giving and blessing other people from the abundance and the money that we manifest ourselves. And then time is also an illusion. Rather than focusing on manifesting in the future or creating money in the future, we need to focus on the now. What, what are we manifesting? How are we being? How are we showing up right now? And then finally, 
when we're manifesting, when we're make, making these goals, let's focus on the mission and the work and the change that, and the impact that we're having in the world and the things that we're doing to create that. And the money will naturally flow from, from that. We don't need to be picturing the perfect car, the perfect house, the perfect furniture. We just need to really focus our passion on what it is we're meant to do. Because when we engage and claim our calling, when we are lifting other people up and making them able to also claim their calling, when we are being a change catalyst, we're inspiring change and shift and expansion in the world, everything else will follow naturally. So let's focus on that and allow the money to naturally flow. And I found that that very much works in my personal work and in my personal life, much more than trying to manifest a specific dollar amount or a specific offering selling really well. I just don't focus on the money. I focus on the work that I'm doing and the importance of it. So try these out. Let me know how they work for you and love to hear in you know socials. Reach me through my website. Let me know what you think and how things work out for you. Bright blessings. Are you a soulpreneur? You've answered your unique calling by starting a spirituality-based business. Maybe now you find yourself overwhelmed. There's so much to do for your business and so many things you've never done before that you need to learn how to do. With an ever-growing to-do list, you may feel like you'll never get everything done. Decisions become complicated and you may feel like you need to work all the time. Even worse, our old friend imposter syndrome hooks his head up. You struggle with your pricing and every business coach on the planet wants to sell you a marketing system. I've been there. It's why I've created my Soulpreneur Energetic Success Program. This coaching program helps you use your human design, storytelling, ritual, and transformational coaching to build your Soulpreneur business. Discover how to make the best decisions for you, how to find the most aligned action to take, overcome imposter syndrome, confidently charge what your services are worth, and move forward with ease and grace. Visit my website, www.priestofanana.com to schedule a free intro call.